0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Night Brigade presents Agent Stoker, created by Chris Conner and Brian Nelson. Episode 212, Ice.
2: This is Agent Stoker. Or rather, what remains of me that hasn't been frozen solid. I've just landed at McMurdo Station in Antarctica. I will have to hope I'm not found out here since I've made it this far. Only by means of deception... Tourists aren't allowed at McMurdo Station, so the Artificial Intelligence, known as Engage, has forged scholarly credentials that allowed me entry. Fingers crossed this all works out. Now I have to head for Gallagher's Pub, apparently one of three drinking establishments on the whole continent, where with some luck, I'll meet my contact here. Hmm. What do you drink at the bottom of the world?
1: He'll have a McMurdo mule. We'll both have them. <laughs> and give him that twist of lemon I saved up. How are you today, Swoboda? It's. Rose. What are you doing here? <laughs> it's what?
2: Rose de Galway. I didn't think I'd see you here.
1: Rose? I- is busy in New York City.
2: Are, are you her twin, then? (laughs)
1: Are you saying you think I look like her?
2: You do sort of look exactly like her.
1: (laughs) Maybe you don't need a drink, then. I'm Liz Rongha, Administrative Liaison for International Affairs at McMurdo Station. And you are here under an alias that looks better in your paperwork than the codename Agent Stoker.
2: I'm totally confused, you know my alias. You look like Rose de Cadillac. You know who I really am, but clearly I don't know who you are at all.
1: Let's take it one step at a time, Ron Swoboda. In our work, there are always little mysteries. From the top, you're Agent Stoker. You work for the Night Brigade. You track paranormal events that could signal the end of the world. You're here under the not incredibly inventive alias of an old ball player. You're allegedly a novelist, visiting the South Pole as part of the Antarctic Writers Program. Though, where you came up with those writing samples, I'm afraid to ask, they're not very impressive.
2: They were manufactured by Engage, the AI who's acting African director of the Night Brigade.
1: So, machine learning at work. That explains the occasional non-sequiturs in the prose.
2: Under the right circumstances, non-sequiturs and prose can look like high art, but let me ask... Okay. When Engage reached out to you, how did it sound to you? This AI thinks it can run paranormal affairs for a whole continent, but it's hard for me to feel very secure about it.
1: I didn't deal with Engage. I was told to watch out for you by Agent Caliban in South America. She's been tracking you.
2: That is reassuring. I've been on my own more than I expected.
1: You've traveled most of the world over the last few weeks, from what I hear. Making sure the director of the Night Brigade for each continent is safe. Haven't
2: done the greatest job.
1: not what Agent Caliban says.
2: She's being generous, which is her nature, but she had to take over responsibility for South America when we were unable to save her predecessor from being transformed into a tree. Bizarre. Chapter one in a multi-volume series of bizarre. The Asian director of the Night Brigade was attacked by a djinn. We were unable to protect her, either, but she survived by merging herself with the atoms of her apartment in Tel Aviv. She communicates now through her building's Wi-Fi.
1: But at least South America and Asia still have active directors. What about Europe?
2: Oh. The European director was shot to death by an agent of the Vale.
1: The apocalyptic terrorists. Mm-hmm.
2: Agent Arco stepped up and took over the job, so Europe's in good hands. Meanwhile, the Australian director is still alive, though a little bitter. Part of his soul is trapped in an alternate dimension, so he's understandably resentful. My worst experience was in Johannesburg. Discovering the veil also killed the African director of the Night Brigade, which led Engage to volunteer for the position.
1: You're telling me supernatural activity in Africa is being monitored now by an AI?
2: And... And... uh, An AI that's not all there put it mildly, but Engage absorbed all the Night Brigade files. It has motivations to do the right thing. It it wasn't great. But under the circumstances, what other option was there?
1: Uh, uh, Now you've come to check on me in Antarctica. Uh I wish you could could have called ahead. I'd have saved you the trouble. I'm, I'm in no danger.
2: All directors of the Night Brigade are at risk. Your special sensitivity to the unknown makes the Apocalypse attack you first. That's what's behind this catalog of catastrophe.
1: You didn't mention the North American director, the one you think I look like. Oh, our drinks.
2: And what is a McMurdo mule?
1: Special thing here, ginger beer from New Zealand, Jameson and lime juice. See that lemon peel? Mm -hmm. Most of the citrus here in the South Pole is reserved for the kitchen but I saved this twist in the freezer for a special occasion. Bottoms up.
2: (laughs) Appropriate toast for the South Pole.
1: So tell me, what happened to this Rose? Since, again, I will make this clear, I am not Rose.
2: Right, here's how it started. Agent Caliban and I met Rose in Florida. She looked exactly like you. Sounded like you, moved like you but then we encountered a different woman in maryland who said she was rose and this rose knew us and knew all about us she told us every detail about how we'd met in florida but she wasn't you at all she had no memory of looking like she was darker skinned, deeper voiced. she had a whole different energy
1: did she look as gorgeous as this
2: Yeah. Yes. That is her.
1: (laughs) Well, this is a photograph of me.
2: Do you not understand, Liz? That photo doesn't look like you, if I can call you Liz.
1: It does look like me. It's my ID photo. Look, holding it right next to my face.
2: And you think you're holding up a photo of yourself. And I see you holding up a photo of another person entirely. It's like you and Rose, or, or this Rose... It's like the two of you switched bodies, but somehow don't know it.
1: Except everyone else here knows me. I've been at McMurdo Station without a break since last August. You're the one who sees us differently. And mysteriously, you don't seem to know it.
2: I wasn't the only one. Agent Caliban also saw the two different roses. Can we reach out to her?
1: Uh, The Wi-Fi in Antarctica is horrific. Uh, I'll try. No guarantee. This This is beyond macabre. Finish your drink and we'll get ourselves some privacy. Come on, this way.
2: How many people here at McGuerto?
1: Depends on the time of year. Right now it's summer, so it's busier.
2: Hmm. How many agents do you supervise on the continent? Uh,
1: We'll discuss it privately.
2: Of course. I assume it's not too demanding, though. How crowded can things ever get down here?
1: Well, people don't realize how much we have going on. Over three dozen countries maintain nearly a hundred research stations in Antarctica, plus dozens of abandoned stations occasionally need attention. And we, we have a lot of programs. For scientists, writers, diplomats... This year, we even hosted a local event for Major League Baseball. We were lucky we got 20 degree weather to swing some bats. This is the McMurdo Library. Nobody's here for the moment, but again, with the lousy Wi-Fi limiting people's access to streaming, this place gets more action than you'd think.
2: I visit independent bookstores on the road, but I suppose this is all I'll manage here?
1: Later, you can fly to New Zealand, hit Unity Books in Auckland.
2: Copy that. So, let me understand how the Night Brigade works in Antarctica. Most directors are descended from someone with local history.
1: Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm Liz Rongahau. My last name's Maori for windy weather. Despite what the Norwegians say, we believe the Maori were the first to discover Antarctica, and my ancestors were part of that.
2: Again, you don't look Maori in the slightest.
1: (laughs) Not to you for some reason. The, the question here is, why would you see me differently than everyone else?
2: I don't know. I have a mystical tattoo, maybe that's part of it, and there's a sort of a hmm. curse on me, something supernatural attached to my soul that scares things away from me now and then.
1: I don't find you scary at all. Uh. But well, let's say that answers it. What accounts for Agent Caliban seeing this other rose?
2: Agent Caliban is dead.
1: Sounded... Pretty live to me. Rose, the other
2: Rose, helped Agent Caliban's spirit possess a hard drive that used to belong to NASA. So when Agent Caliban sees something, it's through a camera and not filtered through any subjective perception. She sees what's really there.
1: Unless a camera's been technologically manipulated. Huh. Plus, um, she's dead. How trustworthy are the perceptions of the deceased? Do you have studies on this exactly?
2: Look, I acknowledge Agent Caliban and I are a little different from anyone else, but could there be some sort of spell on you, Liz, that makes you look and sound like Rose, that makes Rose look and sound like you, and maybe Agent Caliban and I are exempt from this spell?
1: What would be the purpose of such a spell?
2: Well, what sort of paranormal things take place down here?
1: Mostly hauntings.
2: I wouldn't have predicted that. How many people have died at the South Pole?
1: Far more than who live here. You understand, right? You and I aren't even at the South Pole. That's Amundsen Base. Building all those research stations between two and three hundred stations over a century? That that took a lot of personnel. Meaning, hundreds of people have died here. Mostly explorers, plenty of tourists. Sometimes freezing slowly. Mm. Other times, a explodes.
2: I guess no deaths from old age. But we have to solve your mystery.
1: I keep thinking it's your mystery. I-, I feel fine.
2: Every director of the Night Brigade faces threats. This could be a threat we just don't understand. All these deaths you've described. Could you... could you be haunted by someone without knowing
1: it? Well, if I don't know it, then I can't answer. But maybe Agent Caliban has some perspective. I I can try her. Yeah. It, it, it'll, it'll take a few.
2: Because of the lousy Wi-Fi in. And...
1: are hey, oh, you're catching on.
2: Right. Let me show you something. That tattoo I mentioned ugh, here on my arm. It's a vèvè from New Orleans. It's protected me now and then. This is just a wild stab, but what if I drew this same symbol on your skin?
1: <laughs> a little forward.
2: I didn't. I, I, I didn't mean to offend.
1: No, no. Go ahead. What could it hurt? You'll find markers in the circulation desk.
2: Okay. Uh, Roll up your sleeve.
1: I I would think you'd get better protection drawing it on your heart, or on some chakra.
2: I'm making this up as I go along. We can try it anywhere.
1: Maybe... uh, the back of my neck. Why there? So you don't see me laughing when it doesn't work out. Fine.
2: I'll have this done in a moment.
1: (laughs) 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 Tickles a bit. Sorry. That's okay. What did you say? I said, that's okay
2: changing I'm you're
1: shuddering shivering Shivering.
2: vibrating between two forms
1: two bodies Rose Liz
2: Rose and Liz are you somehow occupying the same space at the same time
1: it's coming back back to me
2: what is I what happened
3: I cast a spell why I was was under under attack. attack from whom Ghosts of the South Pole?
2: I've seen this elsewhere. The ghosts of Rome are starting to return to speak through people. To speak through people. You're in Liz's body again. You see me as Liz? Just like your picture. Not like Rose anymore.
0: But my body. The ghosts want to possess it. Uh, fighting. So many of them. Breathe into the vey Liz. Try it. Deeper! Drive them away! It's working! But there's ice on your skin. God damn it! Freezing!
2: Good lord, Liz. Your skin's icing over.
0: Ghosts of the ice. I fooled them.
2: I can't break the ice away fast enough. The baby I drew on your back. is the only place not freezing over. Can you hear me, Liz? Keep moving. Shadow (gasps) the ice, Liz. They
0: can't win. My heart. I'm not letting
2: them take you! No way left. I'll keep my hand on the back of your neck. Keep us connected to the veve. Maybe I can draw this energy out of you and into me.
0: This is Liz Rangahau, recording for Agent Stoker, who appears to be waking up. What happened to me? You're in the McMurdo Infirmary. The doc didn't know what to make of you, but fortunately he trusts me. You've got mild burns across much of your skin. You're sedated to help with the pain. Last thing I remember. Uh, Ice.
2: Not fire.
0: I was attacked by ghosts of the ice. As a director of the night brigade? I think because they could sense my magic. What magic was that? You know every director of the night brigade has a different talent. Mine is sorcery. Spells from across history. From Cagliostro to Alistair Crowley. When I felt the ice ghosts come for me, I had to throw them off the scent. I wove a spell so they wouldn't recognize me. But spells can backfire.
2: They wouldn't recognize you because you became someone else. You took on the form of Rose de Galilei.
0: And Rose took on my form without either of us realizing it. I switched us by accident, and when I was no longer in my body, I was safe from the ghosts of the ice, but it also meant I no longer remembered what I'd done. I no longer remembered knowing any spells at all. The magic made everyone see me as Rose, and Rose as me. Everyone except you, and Agent Caliban.
2: Because of our...
0: (coughs) idiosyncrasies? Hmm. You're recovering. You couldn't have pronounced that word a few minutes ago. And how did I... burn? You drew the ice ghosts away from me into yourself. And they fed on something inside you, which burned them away. Do you feel different, Agent Stoker?
2: I mean, I feel lighter, but I assume that's the sedative.
0: Now that I've got my own body back, I can perform a mystic biopsy on you. This won't hurt. Just keep breathing, okay? (sighs) Hmm. Hmm. Whoa. What? What do you see? I. I... I can see some damage to your soul. You had an encounter with an elder god in the past, I believe.
2: I was young. My father was an archaeologist in Mexico City. An entity took possession of him, and the only way to stop it
0: was to kill your father. I can't bring myself to say it. No one should suffer that.
2: It didn't end there. The entity, what little remained of it, took up a home in me. It placed sort of cancer in me. I've been told.
0: And when the ghosts of the ice tried to feed on your soul, they ended up consuming part of that cancer. It burned them away, and it burned you in the process.
2: So, I'm less afflicted
0: now? If you'd like. I have my magic back. I might be able to end this affliction.
2: Why wouldn't I like that?
0: Well, as we just said, spells can backfire. There'd be a price. You'd forget certain things. Such as no predicting. Maybe the name of your third grade teacher, or the proportions you like in a gin and tonic, or maybe entire years of your life. Whole relationships.
2: If I could forget everything about Mexico City, I'd find that tolerable.
0: (coughs) There's no control. Memories aren't organized like a library. They're stored randomly, accessed through well-worn paths. Healing you would scrub some paths away.
2: Memories would still be there, I just wouldn't be able to count on finding
0: them? <laughs> That's an optimistic way to put it, but perhaps yes.
2: And I'd remember my own name if I went through with this.
0: Again, no guarantees. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it.
2: But if I don't clear up this spiritual infection sooner or later, then...
0: Then there may be no later. It'll eat away at you, just like the ice ghosts were eating at me.
2: At least I've recorded everything I've done for the Night Brigade. Even if I forgot everything from the last two years, the data will be intact. The trend in the data will be clear.
0: I shouldn't even ask this in your present state. Someone under sedation really can't give consent. Then ask me when I'm sober.
3: Liz Rangahau? Is that you?
0: Agent Caliban? I've been trying to reach you forever.
3: You ought to devise some spell to improve the Wi-Fi down there.
0: This is Agent Stoker here with Liz.
3: Agent Stoker. What are you doing there?
0: He saved my life.
3: He's good at that.
0: For all his complaints, he's saved all but two Directors of the Night Brigade. And found successors for the ones who died. But what happens
2: now that all the Directors of the Night Brigade are safe?
0: We'll be stronger for what's coming.
2: Agent Arcos thinks we have a chance to stop the apocalypse.
3: It'll mean stopping the veil, And facing more and more threats. Speaking of which... Agent Stoker, I've been looking all over for you.
2: The bottom of the world didn't seem an obvious place.
3: Behave yourself and take a breath. I have news. I don't know whether it's good news or not.
2: I'm on a morphine drip, so I can probably handle it, whatever it is.
3: There's a man on our radar in New York City. He's in a coma in a government-run facility, under arrest for arson. Police records give his name as Keith O'Casey.
2: Keith O'Casey? How does he happen to have that name?
3: The Night Brigade dispatched an agent to New York to investigate. It's him, Agent Stoker.
0: My father
1: is alive. Agent Stoker, Episode 212 Ice, starring Chris Connor as Agent Stoker, Emily Deschanel as Liz and Rose, Tamara Taylor. As Liz. Amy Hill as Agent Caliban. Directed by Oz Scott. Written by Brian Nelson. Music composed by Christy Carew. Additional music by the Parson Redheads. Sound designer and co producer Patrick Hogan. Additional sound design Tyler Kaiser. Producer Larkin Bell. Producer Dana Brower. Executive producers Chris Connor and Brian Nelson. Produced under the jurisdiction of SAG AFTRA. A production of Night Brigade LLC. Agent Stoker will return.